Guys, welcome to Queer Talk. Today we are talking to Sia Bonga Makonkla, an HIV AIDS activist and rape survivor. Sia, welcome to Queer Talk. Thank you very much for having me, Vuyero. You know, I've known you from Cape Town, but I don't remember at any point that we had a conversation like we're going to have today. Yes. Um, firstly, tell me about your background. Where were you born and how was the area that you grew up in? Oh, okay, cool. Uh, okay, my name is Yama Kanga. I'm originally from Fort Beaufort, a small town next to Alice. Yeah, so I was mm -hmm. born in Port Elizabeth, that was 1990. Then my mom and dad moved to Fort Beaufort, uh, where I grew up mm -hmm. and attended the school. You might imagine, Fort Beaufort is a small town, you know. Uh, most of the things mm -hmm. are not happening like in the big cities. So that is where I grew up and, and, and they became a man uh, there in Fort Beaufort. Mm. Now, you're an HIV activist mm -hmm. from a small town of Fort Bedford. Mm -hmm. How how did you get into the activism space? And okay. what does an HIV activist do? Uh, firstly, let me just give you a little bit of a background. But how did I end up being here at where I am today? In 2007, I was raped, and I would say I was gang raped. Uh, I was in mm -hmm. I was in Alice. Yeah, we attended uh, Miss Freshet. I was still 17 years old at that time, and I was also doing grade 11 in Lindani for Beaufort. So mm -hmm. it was me and my friends. Then we decided we decided to go to Miss Freshet in Alice. Um, that was exciting because I've never been in a university. Because um, I was like, okay, now I'm going to University of Forte. You know, I'm gonna see the students. I'm gonna see a lot of people. It was it was really exciting for me to go there. Uh, to extend that, uh, me and my friends we agreed that no one is leaving anyone behind. You know, yes, it's gonna be so overcrowded, but we need to make sure that no one yeah. is being left uh, is left behind. Yeah, it happens that during the the event. Uh, one of my friends disappeared and now we had to like to look for him then he came back uh, then we tried to say to him please do not do not do it again uh, to a such extent now all of my friends left me alone uh, i don't know where they were and i was left with other guys next to me so i've said to these guys uh, please guys uh, i want to go and look for my friends because now i don't even know where they are you know you can imagine at that mm. time it's crowded and it's a lot of people but i just wanted to go outside also too because i know i'm a bit worried and i don't even know these guys that i'm, I'm standing next to but do i have any conversation it's just a general conversation uh mm. i tried my best to go and look for them outside i've searched and i've never seen them and i was like okay cool now i think now you're on your own you need to go back home and there's no other way around that you can be like seeing that you're going to be safe here and where are you going to sleep and you don't know any students from mm -hmm. the university of Forte. then i took that decision and go mm -hmm. home uh on my way uh then i remember i was not driving we were not mobile so it happens that uh there was this city of city golf by uh, a navish one uh, i still remember that day i was wearing a red uh, skinny jean and with a t-shirt with a leather jacket so this car it was busy i was busy uh, hiking it happens that uh, this car stopped and be like uh where are you going and they were like no i'm going to fort Beaufort. or uh, was fort Beaufort from alice 10 kilometers I, I, I wouldn't be able to walk you know <laughs> yeah for 10 kilometers for 10 yeah. kilometers no 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 there's no such so mm -hmm. um this these guys they offered a lift and the car was full already six wheel driver you know, you can imagine that when I do not mm. have a space. So one of them at the back decided to say that, no, you know what, you can just jump in and sit on top of me. He goes, you're not going to get any transport now. And I was like, okay, cool. These are big brothers and they are older people. So I'm in a safe side, you know, at least there's nothing that I can say that um, I will be, I will be 
I'll be I'll, I'll be I'll be mad at or something will happen to me. So what happened that mm-hmm. uh, okay fine I decided to jump in the car. We're, while we were on our way, we had a flat tire. I think that was because of the overload, you know. Then the guys just took the car aside, and one of them was busy changing. I'm I'm trying to cut the the, the story short. Uh, one of them was busy changing the wheel, and these five is busy having a congress meeting. But I don't know these people. I won't even like. I'll jump into their conclusion, the sort of uh, conversation, you know, that what they were talking mm. about. Um, meanwhile, I was standing, you know, when the nature is calling, I wanted to pee, then I was like, okay, cool, let me pee. I just lost it there. The last time I still remember, it was when I was peeing. Then after that, I mm. just had something that was hitting me at the back of my head. That is where I just passed out. Mm. Um now when I come to my senses I just wake up I'm in a frozen bush there's no one I've got no clothes uh down there I can't move and also I'm in pain mm. I can see the blood <sighs> so it happens that mm. no one is going to rescue me here I'm alone but like you know god timing is always there someone was busy at the bush it was an old man you know i think he was busy taking care of the the ships if i can say it like that i don't know then i tried to call mm-hmm. him and he came running to me and he said what happened i said i don't know i'm crying at that time um mm-hmm. Uh, it happens that yeah, I, I got help. He called someone. Then they come with the van, with the baggy. Then with the baggy, they took mm-hmm. me to Victoria Hospital. Uh, when I was yeah there, I got there. Then I was attended by the doctor. I couldn't speak because uh, I couldn't understand what was happening. Uh, the doctor mm-hmm. came to me in the following uh, morning because they said that I need some time to rest. But they did that. They did their examin- examination. Examination, sorry. So it it happens that we, when I wake up in the morning while I was in this hospital, the doctor came to me and said, "How am I feeling?" I'm saying that man, I can't move properly. I I am still feeling the pain. Then he asked me what happened. Then I told him the story. Then he said to me, "Yes, mm. you were doing right, but you were lucky enough that they never mm. damaged. They didn't damage you." That's how I ended up being where I am. It was not an easy journey for me. Uh, I had to keep this. Uh, for, for, I kept it for for a while, for ten years, not even telling anyone and telling my my parents about it. I still remember when I was mm. charged on the Tuesday. I have to go back home. Then I had to lie uh, to my mom and say that when I was at the friend's place, but I couldn't work properly. But I had to make sure that when I work properly and I had the pills, and the doctor gave me the letter to go and submit it or to give it to the police station. But my worry was that what I'm going to say to the police that a man has been raped by another man. Mm. You know, so that was it, and I. Even at school, I couldn't, I couldn't cope. I would stay alone, or I would sit alone. I don't want anyone around me because I still have this. At night, I can't sleep. You know, I'm, mm. I'm still even thinking that um, how did this happen? Oh, yeah. but yes, uh, it happened. Towards the end of 2007, I got sick. I got no appetite. I lost weight. I get. I had to like to go through. Like I, I had too much anger, you know, and I ended up calling my my auntie and tell her that I need to see doctor. I'm not feeling well. I'm losing weight, and also she can discover that now. I see that you are losing weight. This year. Then yes, she took me to the doctor. I still remember that doctor was Doctor Dum Dum in Fatpokot, and Doctor Dum Dum said to me, "What happened?" And I told him. That I'm not feeling well, but I've never shared the story of me being raped or being gang raped. 
Mm. Uh, and Dr. Ndudum said to me that now, see, yeah, we need to run some other tests. Then he dropped the blood from my system. And then he said, let's do the HIV test right now so that we can know what is happening. Uh, then he did it mm. and he did the counseling first. And then he did it and the results came positive. And yeah. And then I was like, you know, I was, no, 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 that is a, that's, I think it's a mistake. That could not happen. Right, let's do the second mm-hmm. one, then we did the second one, then the results came positive. No, my whole life changed. There. With the two scars that I would never forget to today. Asiya, <gasps> you are very brave for sharing your story. And you've taken to social media to detail your journey about taking antiretrovirals what influenced you to take that decision i still remember that was 2000 2016 i've joined one of the organization called activate leadership uh that's a youth uh, organization mm-hmm. so i wanted to go and so let me go in and cook myself you know then i joined this great um project uh, that was another bad decision because after that project, I became who I want to be and, and figure myself and find out who I am exactly, what potential do I have. I still remember when I, I came from the 2017, I was sitting uh, in a restroom. Then I was like, you know what, Sia, um, how about you just open up a group on Facebook and see how people they're going to read in a story because you really have this passion of wanting to help people yeah are you still with me mm. okay so i'm listening to you yeah, yeah. so uh, on on this day it was on a sunday i was in the restroom i just took my phone and created the 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 group called um know your status and your viral load you know i started to invite people mm. on and it's, uh, like i started to invite people invite people then i started to talk about my life then it became a trend you know and i was like wow now i get more people the influence whereby that it's because of uh from 20 2007 until 2014 i've never took any pills arvs uh at that time i would mm. go and check for my viral load and how is it and the doctor will say to me that when you are doing very well there's no need for you to start a, a, any any treatment and i was given only the any treatment yes, yes. Uh-huh. i was given the the mm. just to boost my immune system and through all that okay. year i was not even sick it was when the 2014 i still remember it was on the 15th of january on, on february sorry then i started to like you know what I, I feel something that i've got needles on my legs you know so i was like hey, let me go in and consult mm. a doctor then the doctor said to me that when i know you need to start your treatment right now because the virus is 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 taking over and you might put yourself in you might yourself in danger so from mm. 20 how did you feel how did you feel when when the doctor told you that that now um the virus is increasing in your system and that you would have to be on medication for the rest of your life how how did it make you feel hearing those words it it was a shock it was a shock of my life because i I was not expecting that because I was telling myself that I am making sure I am taking care of myself and I am making sure that mm. I, um, I don't put myself at risk. But it happens that now uh, the doctor is telling me what he's telling me, you know, and I was like, what? And say, yes, you need to start. And I, I didn't understand about how is the treatment journey for me and how it's going to be. You know, I've seen people talking about that when you're taking the LVs. There are a lot of things that you're going to overcome. People, there are nightmares, you won't, won't sleep. There are a lot of things, you know, and I was so shocked and I was so, so nervous about it. But I've said to myself that, man, I will see that uh, to me if ever I would experience such, you know. Then I started the treatment mm-hmm. on, uh, on, on, on the 15th of February. And here I am, seven years. After that, I never got sick. Seven years on treatment. Seven years on treatment, 16 years living with HIV. 16 years HIV positive, seven years on treatment. Yes. 
Have you had any side effects with taking the medication that you're taking? Of course, Vuyo, because when I was starting to take the treatment, you know, remember that I've said to you that so this year? The virus is taking over right now in my system. So I had come again. Hi, yes, dear. I didn't hear what you were saying. Sorry, you cut off. Okay, I, I was saying to you that, um, remember that the doctor said to me, uh, my, the virus now is taking over, of which hmm. I need to start the treatment. And it was the hell hmm. of, a, of, a, of, a, of a progress, okay, of, of, of a process, let me say. I, I experienced side effects, and I still, I'm still with me for you. I'm listening to you, see, I'm, I, I can hear you. Okay. I, I had to start this journey of treatment. The side effects, whoa, they were so too much for me. I would, I would be mm. drowsy. I, would, I was taking it at night, nine o'clock. I would be drowsy. I would have run, uh, running stomach. Uh, I would have, like, I would feel so hot, like my body is on fire, you know. All those sorts of side mm. effects. But it took me three months to overcome that. But today, you would never say that I've been there. So it basically to to get through your system and for your system to become accustomed to the ARVs, it took you three months of nausea, mm. three months of runny stomach, um, of being drowsy after taking them. Is that what you say? Yes, yes. And then when you finally got the strength to tell your mother and your family, how did they receive the news that one, you've been raped, or rather gang raped at 17, or, and two, that now you are HIV positive on top of that? How did they receive the, that, the, uh, that all of that, all of that? It, it, it was the saddest day ever for you because I still remember I was supposed to be going to the mountain that was 2010 and mm. and you know most now in our days when you're going to the mountain you need to be checked first and see that in health wise are you good enough and strong enough to go there you see you know mm. then I was already knowing about my status then I've said to the uh, to the nurse that please call mom to come so that we can sit together here and she can know what is happening about me because I kept this uh, to myself for 10 years not telling anyone except my auntie by the time I was sick mm. then my my mom came and the nurse said that when are you sure I said yes I'm sure let's just run the test because I have to do this then the, the test came positive and my mom was like what how did this happen and she started to cry then I told her that when I was gang raped she collapsed mm. she collapsed mm -hmm. in a manner that the nurses now they were like what did you do to your mother and I was like no there's nothing it's just that I think she, she was not ready to receive such news. But she came back and mm. she was still crying about it and said that, Mana, how could I not tell her that I was being raped and I was left with HIV and AIDS? But I, then I explained to her that you were fighting your own battles. My mom experienced domestic violence. My dad was so abusive. And, and mm. I'm, I'm coming from the alcoholic background. Uh, where you buy mm. that when it's weekend you know your parents will be drinking and your dad will be fighting if your mama, mom is not drinking my dad is going to come home to a drunk and it's going to be a mess he will be taken to the neighbors to sleep over so mm. you can imagine that whole life of me so I was t I told her that no it was because I was protecting you to what we already experiencing but today my mommy, she's fine, and she's also gonna call me and ask me that, yes, you're in Cape Town, but one thing that I wanna know about is that, when, are you still doing good? Are you still taking the treatment? Uh, are you still, are you still mm. doing all those good things that you're supposed to do as an HIV and AIDS patient? Mm. Yeah. So she's become your biggest support structure 
definitely definitely a hundred percent for you uh, at some point it amazed me because i thought maybe after she had that what i went through and what i have uh, or what i'm living with uh, she would be um having any problems or she's going to be complicated you know but uh she mm. wasn't and she was was she was very really uh, very, very sort of very kind and supportive even my youngest brother mm. knows about it and Sometimes we'll talk even about it, and my brother's gonna be like, "Man, yo, see like a little, We are just, yeah, you know, we joke about it, we laugh about it." So they make light of it, not to, <laughs> not to to make, not to make it a big deal, yeah, but yeah. it is something that is that you are living with, and the the lighter they everyone makes of and about it, the easier it gets exactly. for everyone to adjust to knowing this news. <laughs> That's it. Asiya, you... I I am amazed at, at your bravery for speaking so openly about your life. Having come from a background where there is substance abuse, there is violence, having come from a background where you would have to be shielded from experiencing or rather seeing the violence that that happened you took a very bold step and went on to social media after 10 years 16 years of living with hiv and decided to share your story did you at any point whilst you were sharing your story on social media receive any negativity because of what you were were sharing um Fuyo, if i can tell you the truth uh it, it amazed me you know how people they responded uh the, mm. it, it, i can say 99 percent of 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 of, of the feedback it, it was very positive you know and mm. yes there's that 10 percent or one percent of people that is going to be like that you are such a liar you want to grab attention mm. to people's life or you are working for another political party that's why now you talk about your hiv status you talk about your rape you talk about oh you want people to feel sorry for you of which i don't have time for that Mm. I do not have time even the decision I took for myself and talk about myself and talk about my life I wanted to also to rescue other person from the same situation that I went through you know Mm. Uh, so I would say that the 99% um, people now they are are able now even to inbox me on Facebook and say that this is what I'm going through can you please tell me what okay how can i uh, handle this situation you know but those who are mm. negative i don't have time for them for you i've got so much more to offer to people that really needs my help and i am living positive and that is the only thing that you need to be focusing living positively yes. asia i want us to go back a bit um so you didn't tell your family for 10 years whilst about the rape mm-hmm. and when you discovered that you were HIV positive mm-hmm. except for your aunt who knew because you asked her to accompany you to, to the doctor yes during that time did you was was it not heavy on you did you did, what was your mental state during that time I mean it is heavy on anyone to to have and to carry those news on on their shoulders i don't know if i'm making sense about what i'm asking but how 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 was your mental state in that 10 years i I would tell you that uh i even you know i I don't know god why you know, in, in 2007, when I was experiencing such uh, trauma and two scars, I must, I ended up telling mm. my auntie about it. But my auntie said to me that you really need to see someone. So now my auntie was trying to help me. We went to this bishop. Uh, she, uh, he was a bishop, a church bishop. We tried to talk to him. Mm. And, 
You know, I take I took two words from him. He said that you're going to choose to live or to die. But if you choose to die, mm. then that means we are a coward. But if you choose to live, that means we are going to be able to face the storms of the 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 the, the end. Meaningly, that we've got summer, we've got mm. spring, we've got we've got winter. All those sorts of season, you need to be careful about it, and also you need to be able to face them and know what you're going to use. So for me, it was one of the things that well, that was kept me going. That you need to choose, you or you need to die. But I never wanted to leave my parents mm. behind, especially my young brother, because he was looking up to me. Mm. You know, I had to hide when I'm crying. I had to hide how I feel. I had to hide like the whole thing. But mentally, I was not that I even paid my great off. In 2009, it happens that my mom and dad got divorced. You know, now I just went through mm. a whole ship of having a lot on my shoulders. So there's a whole lot that is going on. There's divorce. Exactly. There is, there's dealing with the rape. There is the violence that you were exposed to. There's a whole thing. And how old were you when your parents divorced? Ah, uh, my mom was. Uh, sorry, I was 19 years old. I was doing grade 12. You were 19, so all of this happened while you were in your teenage years. Exactly. You got raped at 17, and you found you 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 got diagnosed at what age? At the same age. Remember, towards the end or towards the end of uh, 2007. Of the same year. Yeah, of the same year. Of when you were 17. Yeah. Okay. So you were 17, dealing with rape, <laughs> dealing with HIV, dealing with violence, substance abuse. You are the strongest person I know. I don't know how I would have dealt with all of that on my show. You, you, you would have, I, you, you would have, you would have to kill yourself a long time ago. I had such thoughts, but one thing that I never wanted is to say that um, if I kill myself, what about my family? What about the dreams that I have? Hmm. Mm. That's what that's what kept me going. Where it was not easy. There were days where by that I need to go and find and something to eat for my family, to my church mates, mm. you know. And I would even ask my my my, my cousin brothers to wash their uh, training shoes, you know, even their clothes, to be able to put something on the table. Mm. Because my mom was not working. My dad was not working. My mom ended up being a domestic worker. At some point, she left that job. Mm. She had to go to the orange factory where she became a, a, a packer. The factory worker. Mm. Okay. Mm. So it's 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 my my background. Where it's just another background that also even keeps me uh, pushing to the right direction because I know where I am from. Mm. The other person would never. Your dreams uh, uh, is what continue what continues yes, yes. to push you even further mm. to be who you want to be. Mm. Sia, let's talk about dating. How has it been for you? I mean, dealing with rape for anyone is difficult, and no one wants to be low. How has dating been with you? having dealt with rape, having dealt with your HIV status. Um, I ask this um, because a friend recently said to me um, that they've recently discovered, or rather they've been recently diagnosed um, HIV positive, and that they find it very difficult to date anyone. How has dating been for you? Oh my word, that's that's another thing. You know, it, it firstly it's not easy to date someone knowing mm. that you're HIV positive. Um mm. it's not easy to go and approach someone that you do know that you're HIV positive. Especially when this thing is still new, you know. And mm. you're still new on it, you don't know what to do about it. And so I had to take some time not to date. I still remember I was hired in or uh, employed from another organization called ECPO. That was 2010. 
and that is when I also gain more strength to talk about myself and also because to make sure that I stand for myself and I get a boyfriend. All these other years, I couldn't be mm. able to get a boyfriend because I had to deal with my own my my, my issues first and my, your own demons my first own demons before first. you yes. included anyone else. Yes, because now I will be more stressed to myself right now. You know, so I had to mm. I had to take some time to be alone and making sure that when I am working on me. You know, and and yes, mm. I know it's. It, I'm a, I'm a human being. At the very same time, you know, you would have such uh, cravings, but and as a person, you'd be like, you know what? Okay, let me do it the way around. You know, um. Mm. So I dated this guy in 2010. Uh, then what we did, I never told him that I'm HIV from the first time. Because I had mm. this fear of saying that to saying my status to him or disclosing my status to him, then he would run away. Because I tend so you feared being rejected yes. by yes by anyone that you got close mm. to. Mm. So I I we dated and making sure that okay fine me and him were using condom. I'm taking my treatment, you know, but um. Mm. That was another thing because it was not uh, who I am and I was struggling because I want to tell him I had to hide my pills first, you know, and I have to take my pills later on. I was about to ask you about that because, I mean, it can't be easy hiding your medication that you need to live a healthy, positive life. And also be a boyfriend to someone mm-hmm. yes. you know it it, it, it couldn't I, have been easy for you i mean how, how when you finally had that conversation what were the words that you used how did you receive it um okay the 2010 one we couldn't make it that much of either uh due to our differences <laughs> Uh, then I had this other uh, guy uh, from Mtata. You know, it was nice. Then I told him that there's something that I want to talk about. I, I just met the guy from over Facebook. Then we took it again mm. to see each other. Then we, we liked each other. Then we decided to be in a relationship. Then I said to him that when there's mm. something that is important, you know, because I was struggling from my previous relationship. I couldn't eat my treatment. Uh, okay, because I was thinking that now, you know, I am going to default at some point. You know, mm. so I was like, okay, cool. So um, I told him that, okay, this is what is happening. I am HIV positive, and it's been quite a long time living with HIV and AIDS. Uh, then the guy was like, hmm, that yes. But it's not online. That's it. No, it's mm. not written on my forehead, but I am living with HIV AIDS, <laughs> you know? So he's like, what? That, yes, what is there? No, you can't be, you are so handsome. But what are you trying to say? You know, no, I am sick. I am, I, I'm getting the lack of information from him that, okay, this person is not well, mm. you know, well informed. Then I've said to him, no, no, mm. no, 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 no. If you want me to teach you about it, tell me. But uh, it was a difficult thing for him. You know, it was, it was like, please let's use condom each and every day. I was like, okay, cool. If you want to double them, if you want to double them, you can double them. I got no problem. You know, in order for you to, mm. to be fine. So, but after that, okay, then I dated another one. Okay, that was my song to everyone, you know. Uh, but it's not easy. So it got easier. It, it got, got easier, easier every me. time yes. that you... Mm. Yeah. Okay. But at some point, now, we are, you know, okay. No, go, go on. Okay. I'm listening yeah, to you. Also, at some point, I do understand that um, it is it. You don't owe anyone any explanation about your uh, about your status, mm. but it is it is must be something that is new to to feel free to talk about it, and and mm. and these things that uh, okay, this thing of me talking on social media. I do know not a lot of people that they would follow me on social media, but maybe a friend of yours would know me. Then it will tell you that when okay, you know Sema Makonda, I know him. Uh, Sema Makonda is one of the HIV and AIDS activists. You know, that's why you're gonna find out about it. And say, okay, he's mm-hmm. living with HIV, but he never told me. So, at some point, you'll be like, okay, cool. Ish, these things are happening. You know, so it's better to come clean to people because now you are well known. Mm-hmm. 
Asiya, people in general are still fearful of contracting HIV. Yes, yes. When uh, as an HIV positive person, how do you educate them about what measures to take to prevent contracting HIV? Or and if they've contracted HIV, how do you encourage them to live positively? Okay, firstly, this is about you and mm. oh, it's about me. You should know your ways. I, I know that when accidentally I got I got raped and also I got HIV and AIDS. Some of us that we've been playing recklessly, you know. So mm. if ever that you find yourself in such situation, you need to be able to look back and say that how I was doing and where and why did I was playing so, so, so damn organic? Why would I allow such? But for now, mm. when you got in that ship, that it runs away quickly. You have to face now the, the ship that we are in this sea right now. How do you swim so that you can get out? Firstly, number mm. one, you need to make sure that when you get the news of that you are HIV positive, it is going to be the hell of a shock for you. Whether you are not using condom with mm. your partner, whether we are using condom with or we are never using condom people that you are having sex with, but it is going to be a shock of your life because now you don't know how are you going to maintain or the only thing that comes on your mind is that I am going to die. Of which, yes, mm. back then, people were dying because we were not well educated, we were not knowing exactly what to do. It was like a corona thing that you're having mm. right now. In 10 years time, we'll be saying that when there's no corona or there's corona, but you can prevent your corona from this and this and this and this. This is what is happening now on HIV and mm. So now you need to make sure that, number one, how do you make peace with yourself and make peace with your, your past and make peace with the person that infected you? Those three pillars mm. are the pillars that are going to make you to be able to be strong and also say that when I am accepting that I am living with HIV and AIDS and I am accepting I am accept, accepting myself in terms of that when yeah, I am, I need to accept that this is going to be my life. Of which mm. now it's not going to be easy for you because you are not going to accept yourself over a night or make this over a night. It's something that you need to train your mind, your attitude, your behavior. Hmm. So I usually say to people that whatever you're going through, you need to understand that when you get the news that you're HIV positive, it's one of the things that you don't want to hear. But sorry, how do you move forward from that right now? Hmm. To move forward in terms of chasing after your dreams is, is, is in terms of making sure that you are living a positive life. Remember that for you, you are getting the, the results that are HIV positive. There's another stage of the treatment uh, stage or uh, journey that you don't even know these pills, what they're going to do to your body. Are they going to change your shape and what? Of which now people that mm. are being told uh, um, mis, uh, misinformed in terms of the ARVs, you know, uh, people, they don't even know how to maintain their bodies or the, how to maintain their health when they are taking the ARV, mm. you know. So such things, we are, as a black community, we are not being uh, given in terms of this is what is happening when you are eating the treatment. So there's a long way uh, uh, that we still need to go with our people, especially the black society, that they don't even mm. know that people... You, when you take your treatment, within three months, you can be undetectable. You can't even infect the other person when you are taking your treatment. So what you're saying is that um, if you take your medication mm -hmm. correctly, mm -hmm. within three months, mm -hmm. your viral load will be so low that you are not able to infect anyone else should you not be using a condom. Exactly. Sia, take me back to when you were reporting the rape. Mm -hmm. 
it is difficult for any queer person to report any anything happening to them any any sort of violence happening to them now you are in a small town and you are reporting that you got gang raped you are a man you are reporting to men that men gang raped you how did the police respond to you to you reporting that you were raped if you still remember i've said before that by the time i was um coming out from the hospital the doctor gave me a letter mm. and saying that I, i i need to i need to take it to the police station uh i think that is a letter mm. that was from him to open up a case a case against these people i didn't do mm. that for you because number one i don't know the guys number two mm. as much as i can be gay and uh, I, as much as i can look straight i don't know but what matters the most i'll be a laughing stock because i've never even wanted the community mm. to know about this even my parents because i know my parents when they are drunk they can tease each other about that so mm. i had to keep it and like not even telling anyone and they said that they're going to look for a social worker for me because i'm still young you know and they can see where they can place me i said to them that when i don't want to be placed anywhere i want to be at home yes my mother mm. sometimes will pick up and say that but there's something wrong with you man what is what what happened to you talk to me i would say not nothing wrong to me i think i am tired no the other boys were teasing me at school there was no such because i mm. always wanted to sleep you know and then i, I was that child that was going to go and play with other kids but the percent was not that person that wants to go out I want to be at home. Mm. So, I've never wanted to 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 take a lot of load on my shoulder and say that I'm going to the hospital uh, sorry to the, to the to the police station. And even the police they will come at some point mm. and there's a case and then now they'll be like my mom and parents will be like what case? And I know how was my dad mm. is at that particular time. And then you would be forced to do to disclose to your mother exactly. when you're not ready to disclose. Mm. So, I decided not not say that to anyone except to my my auntie but my i want to say thank you mm. to my auntie because my my auntie made, made sure that i i spiritually wise i being fair because mm. without her i wouldn't be even here today because i wanted to take my life real there was a state where by that I, i just want to i was just want to to destroy my life. Can you believe that when I, in 2008 there was there's a lot that happened to myself because of the situation that mm. I was in at home and the rape thing. I went to Johannesburg, I took a truck. Mm. In Johannesburg 2008 and saying that I am looking for a job to rescue my family, my mom and my dad, my my father, my my brother from the, the the background that they are or the living that they are. Their state living was not okay. Mm. So I was almost damaged. I even sometimes ask myself man how did I get where I am today? Mm. Because no child You've done a great thing of coming full circle um picking up your life. I mean having thoughts of suicide, having thoughts of running away to how you justify it to yourself to go and look for work to support your family you come full circle where now you are able to stand tall and strong and speak openly about something that is that would tear anyone up um living with hiv is difficult enough but having to talk about it is is not an easy thing and i commend you for that you you have done wonderfully for yourself. I know you personally outside of this interview now and I and I've never said it to you I am very proud of you before even knowing your story um about the person that you are. Mm-hmm. Asia how would you encourage someone else who might have gone through rape or who is now living with hiv but is afraid 
of how everyone else around them would look at them how how would you encourage them to carry on to move on to continue to live their life positively that's the hardest thing ever <laughs> i usually say that to people you i, I can talk on top of your head but if your eye or your ears are not open or meanwhile they are open but you don't mm-hmm. even hear what i'm saying i'll be just i'm pouring water or uh, in a glass that is broken but mm-hmm. what i can say to you we are right now is that people rape doesn't define you or who you are you mm-hmm. need to make sure you know when i started this whole thing i said that my scars today are greater than yesterday mm-hmm. meaning that what i've went through became something else that i can push life So your rape it's it doesn't define you number one. Your HIV status doesn't define you. It's not even written in your on your forehead. People they need mm-hmm. to learn to accept the situation and learn to move forward with the situation that they are currently facing. There are things that you cannot change in life. If I was able to change my HIV status or my health status today, I would be able to say that man, I've managed to change to change my health status, but the I think that you can never change in life. And nobody's going to mm. say that to you that when I will take your HIV, then you're going to be HIV negative. That positive is going to be always is going to be always there. Now, what do you do with that positive? You need to change your attitude and your mindset. This start from you. Mm. If your mindset is still in a darkness, that means you, know, you are not ready to see the brightness. Because if you don't have mm. a positive attitude, it means that you, know, you are not willing now or ready to see life with another angle of life, with a positive angle. When I talk to people, I talk to people mm. knowing that when I talk about me, I'm not talking about anyone else. This whole story of that or this road of, of my journey, it has a lot of cracks. But I had to make sure mm. that if I see a hole, I jump and continue with my what? With my you job. rise above everything. I rise yes. above everything else. Of which, from other person or to mm. other person, that is not going to be easy because if you don't have a support system, you are going to be in a deep, deep problem. At some point, I started this alone. I had to deal with myself alone. I had to talk to my inner peace alone. I had to change my mindset and attitude alone. All these things, I had to make sure the decision I'm taking, I am taking decision alone. Then people, mm-hmm. they come in my life and supported me because they see someone that is new right now. I'm not going to say that, Nana, I am HF positive. I want people to, may, um, to feel sorry for me. No, 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 no. They must see how I... So you didn't want people to feel sorry for you. You wanted to, you wanted them to see the fighting spirit in you. How I hit... You had that fire that was burning inside of you to carry on, to move on, to rise above everything else. How I hit someone says when I talk about my story, they shame. The only question I'm, was, I'm asking you is that, Mana, why are you shaming me? Because I'm here to encourage you. The same part now I left it for you a long time ago. Now the part that I'm carrying is like mana wow. Well done. Mm. So I want people to be able to allow change. To what, to, mm. to what you have told me that there are people that telling you what they happen or they're going through. Yes, I, I have more, I've got a lot of couples, especially in, in a homosexual mm. industry, that they come to me and say, bruh, me and my partner, we just find out we're HIV positive. That now, but the thing is that it is difficult that now we're pointing each other, you know, who came with it mm. at home. Of which now it's too late. Now, it is how do we move forward, both of us, to the positive tunnel in terms of being able to taking a, a, a treatment and living a healthy lifestyle. A healthy lifestyle is not about to go to Woolworth and buy that expensive food. It's your mindset. 
and how do you cook what you like? Mm. And when do you take your mm. treatment? Seven years mm. and 16 years where it's not a place to go. It's not a child's place already. It's not. It's not it's for your, you. Other people, they'll be like, Mana, wow, see, how did you do? There are still people that are still crying because of that. They received the news of that they are, they are being diagnosed or diagnosed in, 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 in 2010 that they, they still have anger towards themselves. Hmm. Then I'm working with those people. Those are my people that I need to say that when I, hey, 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 change your attitude, change how you see things, see things different. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Forgive the person that did you wrong and forgive the past. Hmm. Then you shall accept everything. See, uh, we could sit and talk all day long yes. about this subject matter because there is really no end. There's so much to speak on. Yes, yes. Um, unfortunately, we don't have the luxury of time on this on this matter. Um, thank you very much for okay. speaking to me about it mm-hmm. so openly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I've got mad love for you. Um, you are one of the people that I can joke about anything and will love and yeah. and I love you for it. And I thank you again from the bottom of my heart of allowing me to have this conversation with you and taking time from your business schedule to have this conversation. Thank you very much. Thank you for now for people for people that want to connect with you on social media what are your social media handles okay my social media um these things give you technology wise you know you can follow me on facebook <laughs> <laughs> i'm siabonga malkointa um the twitter and the instagram and and and, and youtube you i'm still coming yeah i i but i'm still coming at that <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Zia, thank you for your time. Thank you very much, man, and really appreciate what you've done. Keep on doing the great work. Uh, we'll see each other one day and say thank you very much for your for having me. Thank you.